From Washington, this is the CQ Budget Podcast, your leading Capitol Hill source on how Congress allocates federal taxpayer dollars. I'm David Lerman, your budget tracker and editor of the CQ Budget Newsletter. And joining me today for the first time on our podcast is Dean DiChiaro, who covers immigration policy at CQ. Thanks for being here, Dean, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you. And I wanted to talk with you today, Dean, because this week the House Appropriations Committee goes to battle over President Donald Trump's border wall. The committee on Wednesday will take up the last of its 12 annual spending bills and probably the most controversial one of the pack this year. That's the $51.4 billion measure funding the Department of Homeland Security. So let's get right to it. How much money is in there for the border wall, and what would it actually do? Right, so there's $5 billion in this bill that's set aside for border barriers and other border security technology. So when you hear uh, Republicans talk about this, this is a, a, a request by the president that they have been trying to fulfill uh, since he's taken office. And so uh, they will tell you that there are $5 billion in there for the president to build his border wall. It's a little more complicated than that, but there are funds uh, to build 200 miles of new construction uh, along the southern border. Um, the president has been steadfast in his desire for this. Uh, he's threatened a government shutdown if he doesn't get the money in the past. So it's something that Republicans are eager to to uh, fulfill for him. And that provision is sure to trigger a political firestorm this week. Why are Democrats so angry, and how might they try to fight this? Well, Democrats are angry over it because, uh, well, for a number of reasons. Uh, First being that, if you remember back in 2016, uh, Mexico was going to pay for this wall. And uh, the American taxpayers are now being asked for the second straight fiscal year to uh, foot the bill. They they also consider it a waste of money. Uh, Henry Cuellar, a Democrat of Texas who is on the committee, has a thing he likes to say about the wall, which is that it's a 14th century solution to a 21st century problem. Democrats specifically, in terms of funding the Homeland Security Committee, are upset that a lot of the money that's going to build the wall is money that could otherwise be spent uh, on drug interdiction, on the Coast Guard, other aspects of border security that they consider important. And so how ugly can this get? I mean, what are the stakes here for the for the appropriations process, do you think? Well, it can get ugly. Uh, also up against the uh, – or, or also um, at, at, at stake here is the issue of the family separations on the border. Democrats are uh, continually bringing that up uh, in these markups. And I, I would expect both the wall and that issue to be um, discussed throughout the markup next week. Uh but could this stymie the whole bill moving forward? No, I think the bill the bill will move out of committee, but the, the, the problem eventually will be that when they have to reconcile the House bill with the Senate, uh, Senate Democrats can, bo- can block most legislation uh, that they don't like. They certainly don't like the border wall. and but They have the filibuster power. Right, right? and what we're eventually going to see is some sort of compromise on how to include some funds for the border wall. Um, but not so much that Trump will be able to claim some sort of major victory. Now, we've seen this in the past. Uh, in the 2018 omnibus, there was sort of a war of words that emerged over whether there was money in the bill for 
uh, Trump's border wall. And what it turned out to be was money for him to build new construction, but he couldn't use his new design, the sort of massive concrete structures that we've seen. But uh, on the other hand, if he, if they don't put this money in, Trump is threatening another government shutdown. Right, which is why they sort of need to toe the line. They're sort of finding ways to put in a little bit of money so that he can do something, but not enough so that Democrats will block the bill. And so we should say Senate appropriators now haven't offered up as much money for their for the border wall in their bill. Well, what's in their what's in their measure? Right. So the Senate version of the DHS appropriations bill only has one point six billion for the wall, as opposed to the five billion uh, in the House bill. It's unclear exactly how they're going to reconcile that. But the official White House request, I believe, is still one point six billion. Although well, they've, said they've, they've, they've said they've they've said that they but they haven't necessarily really gone through the step of changing the official request. But and actually, know, the, the ultimate cost of this wall is much higher, right? Right. They've talked about it uh, an overall price of of somewhere in the twenty five billion range over time, and those funds were tied up in the debate over Dreamers. Um, right. So this is just a small down payment, even even if they get this. Right. And, well, in the twenty eighteen bill, there was one point six billion. Um, right. So if they get another an extra one point six billion this year, they'll have duplicated that success. Right. And besides the wall, now what are some of the other big elements of this House bill we should be aware of? Well, as I mentioned, the the issue of the family separations is sort of hanging over the whole markup debate. Last week, when the subcommittee met, there was some discussion of this issue, and Kevin Yoder, the new chairman of the subcommittee, who's sort of ushering this DHS spending bill through. Uh, he was an early critic of the family separation policy and um, is also in a tough re-election battle. And so this is something that he wants to address as much as possible in this bill. So in subcommittee, he made a point to uh, uh, make clear that there's funds in the bill for mental and medical health care uh, for the children while they're in mm-hmm. uh, custody. There's also funding for border beacons, which are are designed technology to put on the border, designed to help folks uh, find their way across safely, and so they won't end up in dangerous situations on the border. And uh, there's going to be language in the committee report urging uh, the 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 government to get these families back together. And so, uh, Kevin Yoder is the chairman Republican from Kansas. Right, and he and he and Lucille Roy Bell Allard, the Democrat from ranking California, member from California, right. are sort of in agreement that uh, something needs to be in this bill about that. And so there, that might be a brief moment of bipartisanship among the larger battle over how much we should be spending on Trump's immigration. and But Yoder uh, also has money in here for more detention beds and more right, enforcement he's a, he, officers. Right. He's a supporter of uh, Trump's immigration policies overall. It's the family separations. He was talking about doing this in a way that is both true to our hearts as well as our heads. Um, he thinks that you need to have uh, enforcement, but that it needs to be done compassionately. And so that's what he... Uh, says that he tried to He's trying to, get to walk a finer balance if he, he can, is if he can get away with it. He is, and and Democrats are pointing out that that Republicans are in a tough spot. Nita Lowy, the the ranking Democrat for the whole committee, pointed out yesterday that you can't be against the family separation policy, or you shouldn't be able to be against the family separation policy, while still uh, advocating for an increase in detention beds for immigrants. Okay. So we'll be watching the committee markup Wednesday to see how the politics of immigration policy play out. 
and CQ will be covering it all for you, as always. My thanks again to Dean DiChiaro, our immigration reporter, for joining me. Thanks, Dean. Thanks, David. And thank you all for listening. I'm David Lerman, your CQ budget tracker. We'll be back next week. Until then, you can stay up to date by reading your daily CQ budget newsletter. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or NPR One. And for more budget news, you can subscribe to CQ.com or visit RollCall.com or find us on Twitter. The handle is at CQNow or at RollCall. See you next week.